Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and on this occasion I'm joined by Mr Craig G. Chelfer. Craig G. Chelfer, yes. <laughs> nice to be here, thank you. It's a solid start. <laughs> oh God. Mr Sean McGuigan. Hello. I'm, I'm not going to wave unlike Craig, it seems it pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's an audio format, but uh, it helped me feel a lot better after I failed to pronounce his name. And, and, there's four of us this time. Because, of course, this is a special podcast. It's the first lower league podcast of this season as we're looking ahead. So what better than to get a man who's been about the place in the lower leagues? Our bro superstar, Mr. Danny Denham. Great introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. Listen to the show. um, And I'm going to have to fight to get a word in edgeways (laughs) after listening to the other day. So I'll try my best. Good, fair enough. As long as you... (laughs) can can do attitude that we... When you're talking, just... Look at the microphone. So, <laughs> so if you ever are contemplating anything and you feel like looking away, don't do that. Okay. Right, let's uh, start with the championship. So, which of the many teams are going to win the second tier this year, Sean Murray? When I seen the, when I seen the make-up of the division, I suppose at the end of last season, I thought there was probably half a dozen teams that would be looking to win it. I think now, though, when you start to look at the squads in a bit more detail, you're Probably only looking at maybe a trio that I think can maybe last the pace, and even then, probably one of them might need to change their manager. So you could probably guess uh, who that would be. I mean, I think I think Dunfermline's got a really good squad again. Uh, I think Ross County have, have recruited reasonably well over the summer. I think Dungeon United have also recruited well over the summer, but whether uh, whether Lajlo can can get the best from them remains to be seen. I think. You you played against him, Danny. Yeah, what do you think of him? I would agree with the recruitment. I think it's been they've brought in some good players, but when they played them, I 
just thought unorganised. Just didn't, didn't. I don't know. It's the first game, but they were just they were all over the shop. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure they're having the manager, the players. I think there's probably a bit of, mm. bit of bad blood between them. I, it's, it's, it's kind of been a, a running theme of what's happened under Lazlo, mm. and this was the thing that surprised me the most because his time at Hearts, Hearts team were so well organised, and since he's arrived at Dundee United. Kind of been a shambles, and they still look a bit of a shambles. If there's, now that there's the tiniest little bit of positivity now because they scored four goals in the last half an hour against Elgin. <laughs> Very tiny. Yes. <laughs> but overall, it's just an incredibly bad Betfred Cup campaign. And the thing is, most teams, I think most fans now, probably don't take the League Cup as seriously as, as it used to. I think it's got starts early, but if there was one team that needed to be reasonably decent in the group stages of the, of the League Cup which played Dungeon United just so that they could show that at least they've made some progression from last season which ended so poorly but in all honesty it kind of looks like it's just a continuation of last season if not they've actually regressed I mean so that was an opportunity to show that they could you know beat Ross County who's going to be up there at the top of the league uh, it was an opportunity to show that they were significantly better than some part-time teams that were in the league and instead they finished fourth behind Aloha and Adbroath and got, well, they got bodied by Ross County as well I think as well some of the, the, the recruitment you're, you're seeing a lot of guys that did okay at Dunfermline last year guys like Fraser there Nicky Clark's a de- decent player but to me it looks like the squad that they're building is a, it's a, a championship squad it's, a, it's a, a decent championship squad not a team of players that you'd think would catapult you back into the, the Premiership and I think that was kind of underlined by the, the, the announcement video for uh, Paul Watson <laughs> you know it's, in terms of like in terms of like gently lowering your expectations for the year ahead you included tweets from fans that said yeah, solid signing not spectacular that sort of thing <laughs> well them started off literally started off with Falkirk fans didn't like him that much <laughs> brilliant what right. a signing Marquee. I, 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 I think as well might be reflected that it seemed a bit of a. a I think a lot of money. I, I don't know the case, but it seemed that a lot of money was spent at the tail end of last season, bringing guys like Tony Ralston, Billy Olmosny, guys who could have got them out of that division, like a like a, a big gamble to try and get through the playoffs. That obviously hasn't worked, and I think that the, the that money might not be there um, for them next season. So that's why the squad is uh, is not as good, and that's reflected in, in the results that we've seen. Okay, so they don't think Dundee United is going to win it. Uh, no, 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 no. I think they'll be in the top four. I don't think they'll win it. I think they might. I think, honestly, I think they will. I think they'll sack Laszlo. And I think they'll get a new guy in. I think they've got the players. I think Boy McMullen's really good. I think when they put me on the pitch, he absolutely rang me ragged. <laughs> it was awful. So I think they've actually got they've got some good players. I think they might win it. I think they might. It's good like that self-deprecating. Uh, <laughs> well, he did absolutely rip me apart. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's only the truth. Right, so who else? Dunfermline. I think they're matter. I think Dunfermline might win it. I think. There's a, uh, oh. See, you, you say this, and I was kind of prepared for you to say this. All right. So, but I've learned from last season. Oh, and I said Falkirk. Yes, because Dunfermline <laughs> certainly had a very good Betfred Cup campaign. I was, uh, was going to add that caveat that I went for Falkirk last season and they were absolutely guff. I think, uh, I, think, I think if you looked halfway through last season, I think most fans would have been quite happy if Johnson hadn't get kept, hadn't get kept on for this campaign because his contract was up. Uh, in the summer they had a cracking start to the season then they had a cracking end uh, to last season and the thing about Johnson is I think he's starting to win people over there's always been progression for every season that he's, he's been at Dunfermline so he won League 1 uh, they were fairly safe first season back in the Championship they finished in the playoffs uh, last term 
And as much as uh, a Wraith Rovers fan, I was starting to laugh at everybody seemed to be leaving uh, at the tail end uh, of the season. I think they've recruited uh, really well. I think he's recruited with a plan in mind uh, and having three at the back uh, and having two wide. So he got Jackson Longridge, uh, Livingston, he's got Ryan Williamson that can do the same as him uh, down the other side. He's got a kind of abundance uh, central midfielders, guys like Stephen Cregan, who's Predominantly played it wide, but James, always James Crean. Uh, what did I say? Stephen Crean. Plays much better in the middle than if he's out wide. Uh, they've got Beadling back from uh, Sunderland, who impressed uh, at the end of last season. Uh, James Vincent, Callum Higginbotham can play uh, central. They look like they were struggling up top, and then return to the back. Uh, Elbak Terry uh, has come back. I think if he can score goals, I think everything else about their team uh, looks pretty good. If he can score goals, I, I think they'll do really well. Andy Rogers' favourite player? Uh, he is not keen on him. <laughs> no, he's not keen on Dunfermline or Fife. He hates you. <laughs> never, never met you. He hates you. <laughs> They'd refer to them as muted ones. I, I, can't even, I can't even stick up for them. That's, <laughs> I can't even disagree. It's too accurate. So, have anything to say else on Dunfermline? I suppose they've taken Danny Devine from Partick Thistle. Danny Devine's not a player I, I know particularly well, but I know that he was absolutely appalling in the, the playoff games against Livingston for yeah. Partick Thistle. <coughs> I made a joke online, I said, like, your da, I said, Danny Devine, you might as well put Sydney Devine in there. He's probably dead as well, so he probably doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> so, I, I, I do think they've... I, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't know about Dunfermline. I would say, I'd say top four challenges. It wouldn't be my uh, tip for the league. Right, shall we move on to another one of the contenders? What about Ross County? Are they coming right back up? We played them a couple of weeks a week ago and we absolutely hammered them. I know it's nothing to go by League Cup. They ended up winning the group, but just, they were awful. That's why I'm thinking Dun United will get it together, because I just, they've got the guy, guy Vigers is lovely. He gets on it and just pops it over, sprays the ball about lovely, but they just looked... They just they got a mansion off and they just completely down tools and if they've got that attitude for the rest of the season that will struggle like Dun United look better than them. Oh, oh, I like uh, I like the fact they We're already waiting for my phone to blow up I like uh, I like the fact that when Callum Morris left on family he told him he was joining a club down south and then he, he joined in <laughs> the most northerly most northerly league club in Britain. Player, player obviously is a big mark for the for Stennis Media See the player I'm really looking forward to is Harry Payton He was the best midfielder in League 2 last season I was surprised that Hearts uh, weren't keen on him I, I, I don't know what the story is behind it Because it was a, a lovely technical, play, technical player Obviously I don't know if he play against I don't even know they were all rubbish <laughs> <laughs> Lovely technical player Someone that's good at picking up the ball from deep And driving at defences and, and, and popping the ball off And I think he was he showed last season he was far too good for League 2 and I think I've got really high hopes for him making it in the Championship I do like the rest of their business I think um, like Josh Mullins a good player I always liked him when he was at Livingston liked him when he was at Albion Rovers um, brilliant crosser of the ball some great energy he can get up and down the line uh, Declan Manis a decent decent player you know, he's a, you're always going to get goals from him mm-hmm. and somebody like Stelios Dimitru a uh, bit of an X Factor bit of a bit of a maverick yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see how they keen to see how they get one I think McManus is a pest uh, I don't know if he's a goal scorer, so again, if they're going to struggle anywhere, I, I think it might be scoring goals. Partick Thistle. I had a look on their fans for them the day just to kind of see how they were taking the, the defeat to air. Uh, not particularly well, I don't think. I think a lot of them are complaining that it's kind of the same as what happened. It's, it's kind of the same style, a lot of the kind of same players as last season. 
a lot of kind of ponderous play, not really lifting the tempo enough. And the to be fair, before then, because still they still qualified for the group just. Um, but before then, I think they were a wee bit more confident. I think they were kind of happy with the start they made, but that kind of brought them crashing back down to earth. And right away, obviously, happens all the time, but one bad result, and there's a lot of fans already kind of saying, like, why why did Archie get the second chance and all this? Why isn't he doing anything different? So, not the best to start. Because apparently, you know, Air United beat them 2-0, but even the Thistle fans were saying it could have been 4 or 5. I've read uh, many comments about uh, Sean McGinty, about how bad he is, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, actually, I completely forgot that Stennis Muir played him on the opening day of the uh, the League Cup campaign. Stennis Muir lost 2-0. Um, Partick Thistle were two goals up after six minutes, so it kind of killed the tie. But Sean McGinty is just... He's, 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 just, he's just all muscles. That's, not even good muscles. I, I don't know if there's bad muscles, but he's just, a, he's just a big lump of a boy. Uh, and he's... You know, he looks like he's been made from from rocks, and all he does is he's just just heads the ball, and he's no real positional sense. That he just gets in the way of things. I was really wasn't impressed by him, and that was against a fairly limited Stennis Muir team. I know we'll come on to talk about the Warriors in a second, but no, I, I, if, if, if Sean McGinty signed for Stennis Muir, I I, I would be worried. <laughs> Anybody else in the mix for the title? Uh, Falkirk would be hoping that they'd be there or thereabouts. They've, they've done that thing at Inverness used to do by just signing loads and loads of people for England that you've never heard of. I think it's is it 15 players. Mm. It's a, a huge overhaul. Uh, I don't know if... I don't know if that... You don't know if there's a Marley stick. Watkins in that, in that pile. I think there'll be... Almost by definition, there'll be a mixed bag. Uh, I think what will happen... Well, they've actually signed, they've signed Haber as well, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Took him on for Dundee. Uh, so what, probably what will happen is they'll end up uh, shelling the ball along to him uh, and they'll be an absolute nuisance in a... Difficult to play against, but I don't think we don't look like they'll be good enough to challenge unless you know unless his recruitment is particularly good. Then all of these guys for England are actually decent. Haybar is brilliant at holding up the ball, and that's really about it. As long as he doesn't have to run as well or chase down opponents or kind of make a nuisance of himself, unless the ball's going direct to him, he's, he's great at that, and he can chip in with a few goals. and In the championship, he should chip in with a few more. But yeah, if you're playing Haber, that seems to indicate that's where. Game plan's going to be. They struggled in the League Cup. Yeah, they were rubbish against yeah. Forfar. They were booed off the pitch at half time against Forfar. I'm sure Forfar hit the post twice and missed a penalty. Falkirk came back to win it right enough, but it's kind of against a sort of a. They also card. did they lose against Montrose at home? They lost against Montrose. They lost against St Johnson. They were a goal down against East Fife, I think, and came back to win. I think they may also have got booed off at half time in that game and then, <laughs> and then struggled against Forfar. But then they had a particularly good League Cup last season and were an absolute tripe. Okay, no, no title for them. Yeah. Inverness. Is that it? Is that what I was just, just saying about Falkirk? One of the things I was, sorry, I was going to say was that I mean, if, it, if it does go uh, down the tubes, and uh, Paul Hartley will really have to carry the can for that. I mean, this really is a, a Paul Hartley team. You know, he's really, he's got rid of something about sixteen players, brought in fifteen. Uh, it's a it's a bit of a gamble. I mean, I've I've heard about of about four of them. It's a huge season for Paul Hartley's managerial career as well because he was, you know, his time at Alba. Mm-hmm. Then he first gets, the, first gets the Dundee, Dundee job, takes up to the top six. You're thinking Paul Hartley's going to be the next, you know, if he's not the next Hearts boss, then it's because he's going to somebody better. And then Dundee starts sliding down. He eventually loses his job. Falkirk, yeah, he did do a, a decent enough job last year to rescue them, but I don't think the fans were bowled over at any point. Cause a lot of people still looked at that team and thought it shouldn't have been as bad as it was in the first place, and they weren't. Brilliant, they were just better. And if they're poor this year, where do you go from there? 
I think he's kind of got fans on side at the moment. I think what the fans kind of got fed up of uh, under Peter Houston is that his signings all seemed very safe. It was guys that had been around the block, you know, in the championship so many times, and it was always very familiar faces, as if his uh, recruitment policy it was never uh, never outside the box thinking. Well, uh, this is definitely he's the outside the box thinking. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Danny is a, a as a player. I, I, I don't know when you when you're at a club and random guys you've never heard of start turning up how, how, how do you feel sort of about that depends if they're signing or not because you get <clears> some <throat> just come on trial you're like it's a mixed bag some of them can be very very good some of them can be awful but a lot of the time they see what the wages and they go back from where they were <laughs> back in England usually uh, and that's, that's that so but on Falkirk I was going to say I think what Sybil left this summer didn't it? and well, he's probably the last of that crop of young boys that's, yeah he would be aye so it's obviously a different tack they're taking now just getting all sorts in from well, everywhere. They closed down. They closed down the youth academy. They'll be the last young player ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they may have been so bad. That's so many of them going through that. Stephen Kingsley. Yeah, they did that time. Two thousand fourteen, two thousand twelve. I've not heard him since he left, but he was. He got a big move, didn't he? Yeah, Norwich. Yeah, so, it says it's a real. The, the, the times, as uh, Bob Dylan once said, the times are a changing. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Dylan said fuck it don't have any money <laughs> <laughs> right Inverness I think they'll be alright I think I think they'll be one of the ones that will challenge this year I think they're solid I mean last year they had a shaky start I think but then they got together and they've got a good defence don't concede many goals unless they're playing the mighty JTs <laughs> yeah well hearts are a different force obviously but uh, <laughs> I just think that I think they'll be good. I think I think they've I think Rob will do a good job there. I think. Surprise! Actually, surprise! I know that to, to, to John Robertson coming in. I think that was a sort of very like left field. Well, not a left field appointment. It was left field. It was because he hadn't applied for the job. He hadn't been a manager for about six or seven years, and he didn't apply for the job. So it was very left field. I don't know the club were, were in a bit of a, a shambles at the, at, at the time, having having just been relegated. And there was a big turnover of players. and all there was. There's lots of machinations going on on behind the scene, but 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 Danny's right. He did he did stabilise the ship, and I think that's um, reflected in the recruitment. I sort of only five or six players in terms of turnover. Mm-hmm. Quite like some of the guys they brought. And Angus Beath came on came on from Hearts. I thought he looked pretty good when he was at Stranraer really uh, last season. He looked a, a, a cracking wee player. Tom Walsh, um, a good to see him return to full time football after a. Uh, also a, a quite a tricky time at Dumbarton last year with the relegation, but he's a he's a good player. Um, and Jordan White, it'd be interesting to see how he does coming back from from Barrow. He, he spent a, a, a time down in uh, England, very good at Livingston, very good at Still and Albion. There scored lots of goals. So if you can if you can do that again, that's certainly a, a good player to to focal point of your attack. Let me pose a question here before we move on to the teams that um, we reckon are going to be in the relegation battle with the Championship this year. Kind of maybe a little bit similar to last year, and it's kind of going in. There's maybe not like a clear team you think's going to win it. I mean, a lot of people thought Dundee United last year, but as soon as they became back in the years, Dundee United again, <laughs> it was kind of a bit more wide open until Simon just completely smashed it. With that in mind, is there a possibility for Air United to do a Livingston this season? Apparently, I think McBookie tweeted this morning that one of the biggest bets they've had in the last few days is Air United each way. Uh, but no, to answer your question, <laughs> I, I can't see it. Danny, um, haven't played against them recently. They were good, good side going forward, but they were quite shaky, quite soft at the centre bank. Maybe it was the pressure of having to win that league, and maybe pressure's off in the championship, and they've got 
Shankland who looks like he's just he's scoring all sorts his goal of the day against Partick was just incredible and he'll be a handful I, I can't see them winning the league but you never know pressure's off they won't get relegated they'll be fine I, I think they'll be fine in terms of I mean, bearing in mind that team last season as good as they were if Wraith Rovers hadn't hit the post in the last minute you know they wouldn't have won the league and they've barely recruited over the summer they've brought in uh, Daniel Harvey from Aberdeen uh, they've brought in Andy Murdoch which is a good signing uh, I think Morton fans were quite sad to see him go uh, and they've brought in uh, goalkeeper Russell Doolin from Celtic and that, that's it uh, I think that'll be enough to, to keep them up they might even they might even make mid-table but I can't really see them being any higher than that OK so who do we fancy to struggle? Aloha Aloha and that's a horrible thing to say <laughs> because like Aloha uh, it's just that they are the only part-time team in a full-time division so straight away they're pegged as as uh, favourites to, to go down I would agree but uh, they won't be like Brecon they'll, no, they'll win a, they'll win a few games I was actually playing golf with Dodds the other day so right. uh, he was he, he's going to get a chop but he says he's he's worried already we'll get on to that I'll come on I think they'll do a bit better than Brecon I think that they'll I think they'll win a few games and make it tight but as you say part time a full time league they're going to struggle one of the things they do have so, sorry one of the things they do have is because you are the, the best part time team in the country you do get access to the best players and I think that uh, signing Alan Troughton they got him in fact even before the, the season had, had, had finished in fact uh, they signed him I know Alan Troughton uh, historically hasn't been as good in the second tier as he's in the third tier but he started the season so well he's just basically picked up where he left off with Albion Rovers and I think that's a, a really smart piece of business Jack, Jake Hasty, who they brought on loan from Motherwell he's uh, apparently he's, he's uh, hit the ground run very, very fast player um, David Galt I think he could be a bit of a wild card after one of the Queen's Park guys who'd gone from junior football to Queen's Park and done well um, so I, 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 I agree with Danny and it's just it's only because that they're, they're, they're a part time team the other teams will be a bit more organised uh, probably that wee bit fitter than them and that's no disrespect to Jim Gooden I think Jim Gooden has actually done a very good job since he's uh, since he's taken over they've brought the pitch in though I was oh, used yeah. to be huge, and now they've just went right with the championship. And it's, uh, it's, it's brought in thirty metres. Uh, it, so. seems, it seems to me they did that. Um, when Jack Ross took over, they, mm-hmm. they, they completely narrowed the narrowed the pitch down as well. So it just must be in that division. They they've done it. Yeah. They've done it quite famously. I don't know if it was. I think they'd done it earlier in the season, but it all of a sudden became huge news when they were playing Rangers. Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think they'd already done it like a few weeks prior, but uh, <laughs> because it was against Rangers, it was like, what do you think about Alloa bringing the pitch in? And I ended up covering that game. I think it was a draw, so I think they the pitch one. Yeah. <laughs> does that make a difference? That's probably a fair yeah. question. Even as a winger, does it make a difference? I suppose it's sort of our League 1 level, League 2 level, we're all as bad as each other, but I suppose when you get to the, the Championship and you've got the full-time teams and when Rangers were there, when they were playing... Expansive football for the championship, and you had your full backs using every stretch of the pitch, width for the pitch, sorry. Um, yeah, it makes a huge difference, and I think it's quite a shrewd move from Alo, actually. I think it might help them. Alo's biggest problem is it. So, we spoke about them at the start of last season, and they'd, they'd essentially lost the majority of the players that had done so well for them uh, the season previous. It's kind of happened to them again this summer. So they've lost uh, Callum Crane, uh, the left back. Uh, Kirkpatrick as uh, a way. Jamie McCart was very good uh, as a centre half. He left. Uh, Ross Stewart yeah, as well. Stewart, really. I'm not entirely sure if anybody they've brought in is, is as good as those four or five players. So I'm not even entirely sure if they're as good now as they were at the tail end of last season. Okay, before we move on, just two more teams to cover. So a quick word on each. Morton. 
I think Morton and also Queen of South that you're about to mention have got mid-table mediocrity written all over them. And that's about as much as I can say. Of the two, I think the Queen of South have got very little depth. They probably have the best player in the league uh, in Dobby. They've got very little after that. Uh, Morton have... Uh, so I suppose it's uh, the second coming of Ray McKinnon. We'll see how he gets on since since Liam Dundee United. He's recruited quite well. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Um, Morton as a great old supporter who's seen him. What do you think that, that Morton fans should expect from a Ray McKinnon team? Uh, it was weird. He, he didn't do it Dundee United what he used to do at Ray Rovers. If let's say a game was uh, level with 15 minutes to go, he would, he would never would he settle for that. He'd always throw in uh, an extra attacker. He was quite happy just to to end games with three or four attack players in the park and, and very much go for it. Uh, Never something that set up for a point and was certainly always looking for for the three. I think they'll be under him the tail at the second part of that season was probably the most the best way throwers team I've watched in, in twenty years in terms of personnel and uh, the style of play. But then Dundee United certainly never looked like that, so what version of Ray McKinnon Morton get I'm not entirely sure. Okay, let's move into League One. Sean. Must we? <laughs> Can we go straight to League Two? How, how are Wraith going to blow the title this year? Uh, very easily. Doesn't <laughs> what I've seen so far before October. I know. Uh, I know it's generally a full-time team that wins the, the third tier, and I'm well aware that Wraith Rovers are the, the only full-time team in it. However, they're rubbish, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, mate. Uh, it's, uh, sorry. I saw you with Thunder. It's just that I watched the highlights of their games and they're, they're, they're rubbish. Well, I mean, full-time training is only an advantage if you have. You still need a decent squad and you still need a, a decent manager. I'm not entirely certain that we have uh, either of those things. I don't think Barry Smith has recruited uh, the, the kind of players that he needs for that system, so he always plays a, a 4-4-2. He probably has a personnel for a 3-5-2, but never ever, never ever plays it. We are already uh, badly afflicted by injuries. Our goalkeeper at the weekend was 16. Uh, you can't we, say anything else about him. Can't, can't criticise. It's only 16. We did get a bit of flack about that, eh? Yeah, I don't. I don't think his career will be affected by that gift. I think his career may be affected that the ball went through his body like it was made of the same material as Casper the Friendly Ghost. That that affected that will affect his career more than that gift. Uh, as it stands, Rovers are going to struggle. I mean, they've. I mean, even the games that they've played this season, I think the most amount of substitutes they've had is four. Uh, Lewis Vaughan has needed has required a, an operation uh, all summer. He got it the Thursday before the League Cup campaign started and isn't expected to be back until about October. Uh, there was a period last season when he literally scored every week and was winning every game. Then we moved on to central midfield. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, the, the goals dried up. We, we play 4-4-2, but we don't have any wingers. We, we did sign Nathan Flanagan, but he has been injured ever since we, we signed him and he hasn't had any pre-season, so I don't know when he'll be back. We don't really have any attacking midfielders, albeit Lewis uh, Milne is just getting back into the team. I think he was excellent in Montrose yeah, last season. He scored a lot of goals in the uh, kind of second half of the season. And he scored a lot of goals for Lewis Milne, yeah, fourth yeah, as well, didn't he? Before he went to Australia, I think. Yeah, he's a good, good pal, I mean, actually, and, and he's always struggled a bit with his fitness. And it's not for a lack of trying, but I think now he's full time, I think he could kick on. He had a great end to the season last year at Montrose. He's on that rubbish herbal life all the crap but uh, yes! the placebo effect seems to be working for a lot of scum, so he's, he, I think he'll be good I think he's I think he could be a sort of under undercard for, for Wraith that not many people are expecting big things from but I think he could be good at the full time I think I think there's still a great chance of winning it I think he's going to have to muck up to and that's uh, definitely we, uh, that's our middle name <laughs> what about Hacksaw Chris Duggan how's he, how's he looked he's already injured 
15 goals for his fifth this season Pretty much uh, Almost uh, Only attacker And he, he hobbled off He was already injured Started the weekend And he went off After 8 minutes Okay Still Could Still happy good. from the, the Bodying of Herbal life Tremendous stuff <laughs> Is that a Popular no, it's well, just I, 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 <laughs> we, we like to slag it off. I, it's just, I, it's, I mean, I, I, I did a podcast on Mark Doherty, and he was very, he, he extolled the virtues of it, and said he'd try and get me, uh, try and get me on it. Um, I, I, I don't want to go on it. Uh, it just, it, it looks like, um, yeah, he's just taking us all up here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pointing at my temple there. Spots he's on commissions, isn't he? I think he's trying to. Aye. Plug his product. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it no like? <laughs> it's like you're right. Here's these food supplements that have no calories in them because it's just dust. So eat that instead of eating food and work out all the time, and uh, you'll lose loads of weight. Well, to be fair, Frank McEwen does it, uh, and you look at him; he's absolutely gorgeous, like big, handsome. Fl- so, no. But like I said, you don't eat, <laughs> you don't eat much of working out loads. You got loads of protein in your working out loads. That's yeah. not it's not that much a secret. Oh. It's the male version of the evil one, isn't it? Dap on terrible life. <laughs> Right, who else we got? So, okay, if Wraith aren't going to win the title, and you don't seem too confident in that, who do you think it's? Dumbarton. Um, quite a, a, a small squad of players at Dumbarton, but in terms of in terms of starting living, I think that's by far and away the, the best starting living in the division. They've signed incredibly well. Some of the guys they brought in, Cammy Ballantyne was the best right back in League Two last year at Montrose. Astonished. That a part time, astonished that a full time team didn't take him on. I'm sure he was in trial at Queens or somewhere like that, but he ended up uh, going to Dumbarton. Um, Rory Loy has proven himself to be an excellent striker and at a championship level. Obviously, the workout for him last season at Falkirk, but if he can get his mojo back, then, then, then he'll be a brilliant signing. Ross Forbes going there, you know, he was at uh, Dumbarton on loan from Motherwell uh, I mean you've come back a good few years but he was excellent at that level and if he can basically find a system that involves Ross Forbes doing as little running as possible and just pinging balls about then you've got a, an absolutely superb midfield the only problem is it's uh, if if injuries happen <coughs> and you've got to play Ross Perry at centre back he's been playing <laughs> right Mark has he? yeah in the League Cup he's, uh, you, you, may, you may not believe this but apparently he's been awful <laughs> you, what do you think of Ross Perry? <laughs> It's not your pal. Ross Perry, when he was at Clyde, was awful. But then he, he had a good season at Alwyn Rovers. He was, he, mm-hmm. I thought he was all right when we played against him. And he's obviously got the rep. The Rangers, the CV always helps. But he was good last year. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know how he'll do that with them barn if they're chasing the league. Maybe it was because Albion Rovers were just expected to go down that he had that little bit of pressure off him I'm, I'm sure there's sort of things well at Dumbarton there's a massive Rangers connection obviously with Ian Durant being the system mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's something about two thirds of their players have got some sort of connection with Rangers one of the things I would say about Dumbarton though is with with a, they are sponsored by CNG Systems the railroad company who sort of do a lot of maintenance works on the railroad and I think there's about three or four players who have joined Dumbarton on the proviso that they are working with the railroad company the railroad company works night shifts and stuff like that, so it'll be interesting to see how these guys who have gone from full-time football into part-time football and working night shifts on top of that, how they adjust to that, because that's a massive lifestyle change, and sometimes you don't necessarily think of that on a on a Saturday. It'll, um, be, it'll be interesting to see how, how Steve Aitken gets on, I think. He's under, I think he's under I think a bit of So ah. the two favourites for the league are, are Wraith and Dumbarton, but I think Smith and Aitken will be under pressure already, albeit the, the league season hasn't finished. Aitken had weird kind of tactical decisions last season. Well, they strange. fucked up in the, uh, the, the, the 
playoff final. Yeah. Strange team selection. Really very seems, seems very negative. Uh, part of that comes from the fact that he's quite keen on playing Shirk Haswell and Kyle Hutton in the middle. I think the big hope from the Barton fans over the summer is that that would be a, a tactic that would go out the window, but they certainly started uh, during the League Cup. He, he did say in an interview that he was aware that they played a bit more negatively last season and that they'd be able to be a bit more expansive and a bit more attacking this season. But when they lost... 6-0 against St Murdoch he started with one up front he started with the two midfielders that I mentioned in the middle of the park and he said perhaps uh, we shouldn't have went so attacking <laughs> <laughs> no you were really defensive <laughs> they were rubbish against St Murdoch some of the goals they lost as well. think his version of attacking is that he tells one of the wingers to stand about three yards further forward <laughs> oh no no that's gung-ho it was, uh, it was not what the fans wanted to hear anyway. I watched them against Spartans uh, the second League Cup game I think they were dreadful really poor game it, although they did get a lot better when uh, I think they were playing one up front again and it was Ian Russell up front on his own yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he got taken off and the, the, the dodgy hair salesman <laughs> <laughs> he got taken off and Andy Little came on and then they kind of had a bit of punch about them and probably should have scored in the last 10-15 minutes but by that point they were kind of running out of time but yeah it was really poor they've got Bobby Barr as well isn't it? I know he's done yeah. a great time at Rafe but if, if he hits the ground running he could be he'd be good I think when he's on his game and he's got the nonsense out of his head, he's he's dangerous. He'll so definitely have at least four very good games next season, <laughs> and they'll all be they'll all be against Ray Thomas. He'll celebrate all his goals by running up to the stand, <laughs> cuffing, it, cuffing, cuffing his ears. Right, our broth. I'm, I, I'd, I'd like you guys to go in first before I say that. Well, I I would say I'd fancy our both top four De- definitely. I thought they they were really good last season. They've got a good core of players. I think the guys that they've brought in have strengthened the team. I think uh, they've upgraded the goalkeeper. Darren Jameson is a good goalkeeper. He was very good when he was at Livingston. Um, Finn Graham, I think he fell out with Darren Dodds. You'll be able to tell me. Oh, keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, Finn Graham was good in spells with the bacon. Jason Thompson's obviously a, a, a very yep. solid um, right-back. Add that into the mix. You've got Bobby Lynn, who's consistently one of the best wingers at part-time level. Uh, Danny Omer Kadir, you've got probably about 20 goals, 25 goals between three players that aren't strikers. Uh, aye, aye, aye there's, there's, there's good, good stuff there. Mark Watley's a right good player, Ricky Little's a good player, a really good spine of the team there. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be very confident about our growth. I, I, I said to Craig in the last podcast, this is what say the, the aims for the season. I said the last time I got asked that after we had a good season was about 4 4, and then the following season we got relegated. So I said to the journalist, I'm saying, yeah, we're going to win the league, we're going to go for the league. So I'm very coy about what I say, <laughs> but at the same time, we're looking good. I think we've got a good squad. And as you say, Jason Thompson, I can't believe how young he is. I feel like he's been on the scene for 20 years, but he's only 31. He's like Robocop, just runs up that line, smashing fuck out of the way. He'll be good. and Darren Jameson, DJ the keeper, looks good. Ryan Wallace, Mikey McKenna. Michael McKenna has been on fire for us. He looks like the one. So it's incredible. He once got was it four red cards in one season. He got at Berwick Rangers. It was four or five. Four or five. He just, it's hard to note because he just loses his rag. But he's a nice, pleasant, <laughs> ple- pleasant boy. And then you just say one thing to him, he just snaps. Just I'll say he's in my car school, so I'll just say. Oh, you're late, and he'd be like, "Oh, just the bridge traffic went unprofessional." And he'd just snap. He'd just, he'd just, <laughs> you'd just go for him. Where'd you work, Danny? You're on holiday. Just, <laughs> so, but uh, he's he's looking great. I think that anger's probably why he's as good as he is. But I think we're confident. I think we've seen Ray start, and we've seen Dumbarton start. Even though they've got a good squad. It's League Cup, I know it's false, but we'll be looking to try and threaten that that 
top place. Playoffs is probably the aim though. What about Lewis Toshin? I know he joined them loan and he got injured. Yeah. Is he? Uh, no, nah, he, he played that game forty-five minutes and his knees swelled up. And I was looking at half time and he went, "I mean, that's a bit big, isn't it?" And he went, "No, it's just what normally is." But, but apparently he, after that he was like, "That's me." And he was saying, he texted the boys and he was like, "I think that's me done. I think that's my career over." Shit. So I think I'm thinking. I'm not. It's not confirmed, but he was speaking like that was it because I think he's only twenty-six. But he just said, like, "That's the third time I've broke down and." I don't think I'm coming back. Quite, quite, Poor guy. quite melancholy after the rise of champion and our growth for the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're really good. We've got some good players. Um, put the torsion stuff to the, the side. With Finn Green, as you said, is sitting with them. We've got a bit more strength and depth, but as like Dumbarton, if we get a few injuries, we could be in a little bit of trouble as well. Because we've only got 16 sort of experienced first team boys and we've not got a youth team. Yeah, we're so. coming in. Uh, not that I know of, but I think the gaffer has been very angry recently. And I think that's because <laughs> could you tell? <laughs> I think that's because the, the board haven't been. I think they've told them we're not getting this guy, so he's, he's taking out on us. But, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. He keeps it quiet. We honestly don't know until we see it on Arbor of Twitter. And like the Torsten thing we knew about, because he's pals with Bobby Lynn and a few others, but the rest of them you just, you just don't even know until they announce it on Twitter. They're not quite as creative as Dundee United, but. <laughs> <laughs> Just an announcement, but um, yeah, Ho- hopefully not. Hopefully not a winger. I think it's too many of them. <laughs> right, shall we move on to Airdrie? Yeah, that's. I'd say I think that those the four teams, Wraith, Dumbarton, Arbroath, Airdrie, they are the teams likeliest to go for the the, the top four. I think Airdrie. I made a big mistake with that the full time experiment under Tom Wotherspoon. There's no shame in being a, a very good part-time team. Full-time football is not the be-all and the end-all, especially not in not in this country. Um, and under Stevie Finlay, they certainly looked to come on to an even keel over the latter half of, of last season. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the guys that they've brought into to the club, and they really look like they've got a real good spine of the team. They signed Scott Robertson from Stranraer, who very versatile, can play in about three different positions. I think he'll be expected to play at a, a centre-back. And I think him and Jonathan Page, who came in from East Fife, they're good signing. That's a really good defensive access. For the forward, Kieran Miller, who was East Fife's Player of the Year last year. I think he'll be at a smashing signing, just a real just a real dog in the middle of the park. Someone who, who can win the ball back, just move on. Probably, I, I'm sure of on this podcast before, described him as a very... Um, Instinctive player He's a lot better Without the ball Than he is with it A lot better When he doesn't have the time To to do to, to think about it And um, then you've got Daryl Duffy Who had quite a good impact uh, Last season um, Yeah I think, I think they'll be I think they'll, they'll, they've, for, they've done well For this level uh, Daryl Duffy Dale Carrick And they've got uh, Leighton McIntosh as well I mean that's a decent That's a that's decent forward line For, for this level I like Leighton McIntosh He's really underrated when I was uh, when I was going through the squads, I mean, I was, I was aware of who Dumbarton had. I was aware of who Arbroath had. I, I would I must I wasn't quite as familiar with who with who Airdrie had, and I was uh, I was very impressed. I think they might be a decent a decent outside bet for the league actually. And you you played with Leighton McIntosh at Arbroath. What sort of uh, player should uh, Airdrie fans Leighton, expect? When he plays in the game, he always pops up with a goal. But training can't track a bag track a bag of cement. No cliche. Like a trampoline when you pop it into him. But, but I tell you what, he knows where the back of the net is, and he he's better when he comes off the bench. So when he started with us, I think it was just a confidence thing and he's just all over the place, it was bouncing off his knee and everything. And then he'd come off the bench and he would just look brilliant. Look fast, strong, score a goal. He's not a training player, he's definitely a match day player. <laughs> but I think if they I think if they start with Duffy and Carrick and then they bring Leighton on, I think that's a that'd be quite a good wing to because he's not his lasting defender what he sees, he's six foot three, strong, fast. Is he tall as six foot three? 
maybe I'm just exaggerating. <laughs> I feel like I'm six foot. I feel like he's taller than me. I don't know, but he is. He's strong and he's fast, and um, he knows where the back of the net is. So I think he'd be a good impact sub. Okay, we moved down to the bottom end of the table. Who's going down? God, this is hard to say. I think it's uh, probably between two teams uh, we, we've touched on earlier. I think it's probably between Stenismuir and Brecon City. Maybe Montrose, maybe Montrose, but I think it's certainly more likely between Steny and Brecon. Stenismuir uh, were pretty ordinary for the best part of last season in League 2. They never, never looked like they were going to challenge Montrose or Peterhead for the top of the table, and it wasn't until the final day of the season that they finished in fourth place but weirdly enough even though the season hadn't been fantastic I had this, this tremendous feeling that they were going to get promoted which was absolutely fantastic however the team that's come up um, looks to be a bit weaker than the team that, that finished the season uh, there uh, for instance so Ross Dunlop has left he's gone to East Fife Ross Meakin absolutely loved Ross Meakin to bits one of all time favourite signing players he's gone to Forfar Athletic but apparently he's getting more than double his salary at Forfar you know, so if they're the teams that Stensmuir are expected to be competing against, if you're talking about sort of like a, a reasonable part-time right-back is getting double the salary at Forfar, and you kind of see the market that Stensmuir are in. Harry Payton uh, went back to Hearts and now has, has joined Ross County. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of pace in the team. It doesn't seem to be a lot of, of creativity and they're badly lacking a support striker for Mark, Mr Goals and McGuigan. They've signed a guy called Bobby Ray Vaughan from the Maltese Second Division. <laughs> Whether or not he's... Uh, he's, he's going to release an album at some point, <laughs> is he not? Whether or not he's what Steny are looking for, I, I don't know, but there, there does seem like holes to be filled. The, 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 to be fair, the, the back, we've signed a goalkeeper, uh, Graham Smith came in from Brecon, who looks like an upgrade on Chris Smith. Um, the back uh, the back four looks it was quite decent Rudy Donaldson stayed on because I actually thought he would have a chance somewhere else he's a good wee player Morgan Neal looks good so far he came in for sure Jesus Garcia Tena came in from Edinburgh no don't make that sort of mm, surprise face because the reason that he's playing for Edinburgh City instead is he's not that great and Alan <laughs> Reid came in uh, from Albion Rovers who was Albion Rovers for like 11 years and he's okay, a bit of a downgrade on, on, on Ross Meakin. The middle of the park looks certainly more uh, stodgy than anything else. There's not a lot of creativity in there, but Harry Payton, there is big boots to fill there. We have signed uh, a boy called Seb Ross on loan from Aberdeen, who was the captain of Aberdeen's under-20s. He's very highly rated. He's actually signed professional terms with Aberdeen. So they quite like the look of him, so he'll be expected to fulfil... Harry Payton's role, but they really need another striker. Bobby Ravon could be the boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the standard of Maltese second division football is like. Um, but there'll be, a, there'll be a. I think it'll be the same as last season. Big onus on Mark McGuigan's goals. I mean, Mark McGuigan scored about a third of Stenny's goals last season, even more than a third. And he, Mark McGuigan has looked good in pre season, I'll say that. In terms of support plays, absolutely fantastic. But they, they, they do need a bit more. My understanding is there is money to, to bring in. Uh, a couple of other players but I think he, he's, he's looking for the right get players. them into the local McDonald's get the contract in front of them let's hope so that, that's how you do a signing that's, that's <laughs> how you do a signing and of course there's, there's Breakin but I suppose Danny you're probably better to, to pick up with Breakin yeah well I, I'm good I'm, he's my neighbour Darren Dodds well he's my nan's neighbour so <laughs> I've got to play golf from now and then but he's I think he's feeling the worst a little bit I think he just feels it there's it's not quite the back in there from the, from the, the hierarchy up there and I think is, is he surprised to still find himself in a job? He's not surprised, no, because I think he thinks 
he always, I think he says that he should have probably left when they got promoted because he went up there and they went well, your, budget getting, your budget's getting cut even further so they right. went up to the championship and they were half on his budget and they like whoa and like oh well, Ray McKinnon was here he spent all the budget and so he was basically <laughs> basically doing it on a on a, on a shoestring so he's been I think he was hard done by in that case but I think it's a mentality thing now with the, the breaking players he says in games they go one up and then they're just they're, they're breaking it because they think oh no we're going to lose a goal they just need to win this game and I think that mentality is still there with some of them and I think they've brought in a few players that maybe hope change that I think he likes Callum Tappen I think he, he thinks yeah, he's, he's a and good player um, to be honest I don't really know who they've signed I must, I must admit I've not done my, my research as much but Juliano Moreno Boris Malinguy <laughs> <laughs> um, Somebody called Harvey Daly No, I don't know that You're making me up No, 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 no. Jordan Tappen Jordan, Jordan Tappen, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Doogie Hill Doogie Hill, yeah, that could be an important one Doogie because... Hill was brilliant for them the, the last time yeah. in that division just he, was, uh, he was Aye, but Doogie Hill likes Trump So moving on quickly Doogie Hill is some supporter He was tweeting his support about Donald Trump recently Right, okay, that's, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised that it's going back to going back to what Danny said about Darren Dodds, I was I was surprised <clears> that, that Darren Dodds wasn't bulleted midway through the season. Four points is a disgrace. Regardless talk about budgets and stuff like that, four points in Tarsi, not to win a game is a disgrace. And I think that what Breakin could have done, you've you've been relegated, you've come down the division, clearing the decks, and I think that, that Darren Dodds is seen as the the, the the as emblematic of that failure, regardless of talk about budget cut stuff. Darren Dodge is seen as emblematic as that and I think bringing somebody new in for this might have freshened the place up a bit so I think Darren Dodge is on to a bit of a loser mm-hmm. already Darren Dodge mm-hmm. loses they've been breaking play Steny in the first game of the season breaking a come to local view and I think there are a few players that my understanding is about three or four breaking players suspended I think about like half their back four's missing for, for the game so say Steny's going to win that game 2-0 and Dodges Dodges on a loser already. I actually feel feel a bit sorry for him, but I mean, interesting to see how, how he goes and if he can if he can turn around. I think he's too nice, Dodges. Just I'm pals pals with him. I think sometimes my manager, you know, a bit more like my gaffer. Sometimes you need that fear. Sometimes and I don't I don't think I'm great pals with Dodges and a very clever guy and stuff like that. But he's just too nice. I think he'd be a better coach than a manager. <clears throat> Maybe I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you'd asked us a year ago, you would have been saying, "What oh, manager Darren Dodds is because he's got that beacon side promoted from from nothing." So it's hard to tell. A lot of the time, it's just momentum and chance. And I've not played under him as a coach, but I think he's he's very thorough and all that. He's doing that, did a coaching degree just recently, so he's I think that's his idea that he wants to to keep up with that. So let's just see where he is in a few weeks time hopefully still on the job but you, know, you never know right we're running over so we need to rattle through a few teams very quickly so just a quick couple of, word, couple of sentences on each East Fife uh, they will be they'll be safe uh, they flirted for a, a short period with the promotion playoffs last season I, I don't think that will happen the, the, the recruitment seems slightly a kind of downgrade on last season's team big season for Darren Young 4-4 four, 4-4's four. Four, four, recruited well yeah aye they uh, they might be a, a kind of outside shot for the promotion playoffs. Mm-hmm. They also have the best goal in the league. I think Matt McCallum should probably be playing at a, a far higher level. And the best right back in the league in Ross Meakin. Apart for Jason Thompson. Yeah. Apart for Jason Thompson. <laughs> uh, Thomas Riley was a good sign as well. He was yeah. excellent at uh, Elgin City last season. Uh, so I think he, he'll add something. Uh, and Baird, you would imagine John Baird uh, will score goals at that level. I think they'll do well. I think they brought the boy Fraser as well from Partick. That's a big thing. Depends if he can stay fit though. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm sure that's the, that's the big question mark over yeah. him, isn't it? Is, is, is his fitness. Dylan Easton as well. If he, if he gets that nonsense out of his head, he could be 
give you some players. So I think, I think they'll do well. I think they'll do well. I think they'll be top four potentially. Maybe it's airdrain them. It's a hard one to tell. But our both are definitely top hard four. Well, <laughs> the league already. <laughs> <laughs> Montrose. Solid defence, keeping Matty Allen, uh, Andy Steves and Sean Dillon is, is really, really important. Alan Fleming staying there is uh, really important as well. So other than Cammy Ballantyne, they've got the basis to back four, back five even, who were the by far and away the best, the tightest in that uh, league two last season. So they've got a fantastic base uh, to, to build on. Uh, I think they'll be stodgy seventh or eighth. They've got a brilliant coach in Stuart Petrie. I know you've, you've yeah, uh, worked under him. Uh, and he's obviously completely transformed Montrose. A great club to be around uh, Montrose in terms of just the atmosphere and stuff. A brilliant season for them. But I think that's going to be a wee bit more uh, stolid than, than anything else. They've got Yano as well, the human fridge. So they've got, looking forward to seeing how his tight his shorts are at Lynx Park on Saturday. <laughs> and Strunra. <laughs> Strunra? That'd be a bit tricky for Strunra. I think Strunra did very well in difficult circumstances last season. Uh, given the fact that they were in financial difficulties, um, I think they will. They could be. A, they could be a, a shout actually for the the bottom three alongside Steny and, and, and Breaking. Isaac Lane might score goals for them. He kind of he kind of got chances of breaking. He kind of dribs and drabs. We kind of fall out of favour. I, I don't know if it was to do with his attitude, but it wasn't a guaranteed start that Breaking. He might due to the fact of a, a kind of shortage of options up front for Shamani. He might get a game every week. He came on. He came on at Celtic Park last season in the Scottish Cup and actually looked particularly good. Although I think he had spent the, the previous week uh, winding up Celtic fans. Yes, that's something to prove. He just got more determined to play well against Celtic. I, th- I mean, I, again, I think Sean will be fine, but uh, probably mid-table. He did play very well in the League Cup game against Motherwell, which they, I think, drew and won the penalty shootout. So, at least bodes well. Although, again, League Cup. Right, League Two. Who's going to win League Two? I think it's between two teams. The two teams with the two best strikers <coughs> in the lower leagues, I think it'll be between Peterhead and, and Cowden Beath with Jordan. Sound right, we got it. It's Clyde. Yeah, it's always going to be Clyde. Uh, David Goodwillie, comfortably the best player in the division, somebody that, that could play at a higher level. Well, Clyde have done, they've built their team around maximising the very best out of them. I quite like some of the guys that, that they've brought in to, to strengthen the team. They've got the two guys back from Huddersfield who looked really good last season and, and, and uh, improved, improved them a lot. Um, I think John Rankin will be a really important signing because I mean he's built like a brick shithouse. And I think in terms of his football ability, Rankin, he's it might be a wee bit to um, like recycling the ball sideways football, but in terms of his attitude... I think as a person to have around the place and for, for people to look up to John Rankin would be brilliant and of course Eddie Ferns came in from Stenisphere Eddie Ferns is one of the most um, capricious maverick uh, frustrating players I think I've ever seen but when he's good um, he's probably one of the best on the entire planet it only happens about once every thousand times right enough but he's, I mean the guy's been promoted three times in his career playing the championship <coughs> with, with Alice he's got something about, about him but no Clyde I, I quite like what, what uh, Daniel Lane's doing there and I think with uh, with Goodwillie um, they'll be a, a big force and, and Peter Head I, I quite like who Peter Head have, have brought in I think Paddy Boyle coming in was a smart move. Uh, he's, I think he's an upgrade. I need Macleduff, really good professional. Mick Dunlop coming in from Stenismuir, another really good signing. Because Mick Dunlop has got the know-how. Mick Dunlop's got out of that division four times. Twice as a champion, twice uh, t- twice through the playoffs. So you've got somebody there who can help galvanise the team. Because I think that's something that Peterhead 
haven't had is just that bit of know-how to get out because they always seem to they always seem to have been able to get there won the league I think it was in 13-14 in but they just don't have that sort of savvy and I think, I think he'll bring that to them they do have uh, Jim McAnally however who may be a spanner knocked so <laughs> They've got a good front too, though. I think I think that'd be a difference. Oh, Derek, Derek, Derek Lyle well. is is just as good as David Goodwillie and McAllister. Right? He's very good, and if you've got McAllister and Lyle, what chance have you got? And that, that, I think I think they'll win the league. I think as well as Clyde have done and brought in good players, just can't look past Peter Head and the the budget they've got. So bringing Paddy Boyle, probably didn't admit it openly on your podcast, but I can't believe he would have went went to Peter Head for anything less than a, than a good 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 wage. So. Yeah, I think they'll be good. Peterhead should be one in the league. I mean, as, 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 as well as Clyde have recruited, and as much as they arguably have the best player in the league, uh, Peterhead still have the best squad. Whether, whether Jim McAnally can again get the best out of them, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, I'm very surprised that he's uh, still at Peterhead after, well, failure after failure, but I mean, Peterhead should be one in it. But then I, I said that last season. Okay, have they other favourites? Who are the dark horses? Cowden Beef, maybe. Ooh. I, I think um, your old gaffer as well that lovely man <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I think you, you made the point when we were all fair Danny that, that Cowden that's two seasons finishing in 10th place you know kind of get, winning the playoffs uh, the relegation playoffs by the skin of our teeth and I think the board might have said this can't happen again so, so they have strengthened uh, the team I think getting Jordan Sheeran on a permanent basis from Kelty Hearts is a really big signing no pun intended because he is he was massive for them <laughs> he was massive for them last season though in terms of just his ability to just take the team up the park I think that's something that Clyde and were really poor at last season there was nothing was sticking up top so you've got a guy in he's unfit and he's, he's got his, he's got his own gravitational force so when, the ball, goes when the ball goes up to him it's not going to come away I mean there's a reason that, 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 that he was playing at Kelty Hearts in the East of Scotland League last season but he showed um, he showed with Cowden that, that he's a good I think Jason Talbot will be a good singing Jimmy Scott if, Jimmy Scott was quite uh, inconsistent at Stennis Moore last season and suffered injuries but in terms of when he did get fit at the tail end of last season he was a, a big part of the reason Stennis Muir uh, got, got promoted I didn't realise Jason Talbot's there I think yep. Dunfermline fans were fairly happy with his performances last year I think they would have been quite happy to keep him they think uh, Longridge is, a, is an upgrade now but I, I think that's a, a tremendous thing yeah. for, for Cowden I mean I, would, I watched them uh, a couple of weeks ago and Sheeran bullied uh, Rafe Rose I mean you look at the midfield now so they've, they've got uh, potentially got David Cox uh, Martin Scott, Blair Malcolm, who's a young guy that got on, uh, I think initially on loan for Ross County. Yeah, he's, good he's, play. He's, got, he's got a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just, just tend not to see that at, at this level. Uh, and Robbie Buchanan, I mean, they've got a decent midfield. Uh, Defence is a lot better. Uh, Chris Renton, they got back from. He's quite Alor. good when he was there previously. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a. Uh, considering uh, how dismal they've been, well, three years in a row now, isn't it? Four. Four years in a row. Did they get relegated two years in a row and then finish bottom? Twice in a row. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it'll be anything like that this season. I can see them, see them being in the playoffs. I think they'll be good. I think but you look at those names of David Cox, Jason Talbot, Jimmy Scott, you won't meet them in a dark alley. Going to that, going to and Beef, not going to be looking for, I can't think of any worse place in Scottish football to go with that, that bunch there. They're going to come out black and bruised, but they are, jokes aside, they have they're good quality players. That's a um, good quality kind of players. 
kind of a callback to what Sean Higgins said on one of the Pele podcasts, where he was basically saying that Cowdenbeath didn't really use Central Park that season they got relegated from the Championship to their advantage. They didn't make it full of kind of horrible players that just would have made it horrible for any team to come. And if you're saying that a bunch of guys in that team you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley, mm-hmm. that combined with ah. you know the idiosyncrasies of Central Park, shall we say, what is, what and is, the pitch. Aye, that, that's the point. What is Central Park like to, 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 to play it? The second worst ground after Clifton Hill It is horrendous You go in and change rooms awful Again there's no room at all And you go out and the park It's got a speedway around it That's where they care a bit more And then they've got like this park's just like big lump of grass Then a pothole, big lump of grass Then a pothole and then So what, ta- what, what sort of tactics can you employ when you go out You just like, get out, get out Let's just see what happens Generally just see what happens And then if the, just if the ball comes to you just Try keep it, try and control it, but <laughs> it's so so difficult, and it just becomes a battle. And, um, I've got I've got, I've got a great record down there over the years, but it's just it's just a absolute lottery down there. And but I think a bit of endeavour will help. I think it won't lack any endeavour that team anyway. Anybody else in the hunt? Well, another two I would say are Stirling Albion and Edinburgh City might be dark horse. I like who Edinburgh City have brought in. I think Conrad Balatoni is a statement signing uh, and could possibly be one of the best centre backs in, in the division. I know he's had a quite a, I think personally, quite a difficult time through, well, not personally, professionally a difficult time through. Like out of contracts, I think he was let go by Falkirk, kind of mucked around a wee bit. I'm, I'm sure that was the case. Uh, Falkirk went end up at Torquay, came back, and I think there's a reason he's probably had to go, go uh, part time because if it was the Conrad Balatonium a couple of years ago, there's, there's, he'd get a, a full time club, no bother. I think with Falkirk, he was signed under. I think he was signed by Houston, and Hartley came in, and obviously Hartley needed kind of funds to sign other players. So Falkirk fans, I think at the time, regarded them as probably their best centre half. But because he was out of contract first and Hartley needed the money, he he went out the door. They've done something a wee bit differently in that the last couple of seasons they've signed players who were who you knew, but they were very much at the end of their career. Uh, they've done it a wee bit differently. It's still names that you've heard in terms of Balatoni also. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Danny Handling uh, gets on. Obviously had uh, injury concerns at Hibs. Didn't really do very much at Wraith Rovers. Didn't really do very much at Dumbarton. You know, I mean, is there still a player there? Can he, can he like succeed at Edinburgh and then go back up the leagues? It'll be interesting to see. I don't think they'll have enough to uh, kind of sneak ahead of the, the two teams we've already mentioned. The, strike, the strikers they brought in, uh, Blair Henderson has always been a sort of a tricky customer, particularly when he was at Berwick. I know he was kind of inconsistent and an athletic. And Alan Smith, who they brought in from Peterhead, Alan Smith's always a player uh, I quite liked. He was at Stennis Muir for a spell after leaving Dunfermline. He's uh, a real live wire, uh, quite a, a clinical finisher as well. If you get him in the, in the right places, I think with the service, uh, he'll be he'll be a decent player. So you said still in Albion, another one. Yeah. They've signed well. Uh, I mean, Mark Stewart, Mark Stewart would do well at this level if he can stay fit. The problem is, I'm not entirely sure the last time he had a season where, he, where he's been able to stay fit. Uh, I think they've kept hold of uh, Kevin Moon, who they brought in uh, towards the end of last season. Is a wee joke? What happens when Kevin eats all his dinner? He's a full moon. Yes. <laughs> They've, uh, they've managed to bring back uh, is it Daniel Jardin who I think they had yeah. a loan uh, from St Johnson last season he made uh, the world of the difference uh, in the middle of the park and they've got Jason Ma uh, he didn't have that good a season last year but we'll see how he gets on again they've recruited well uh, big, season, big season for Dave Mackay massive season for Dave Mackay because after when he took over from Stuart McLaren midway through not last season the season before he took them to win a whisker of the playoffs and you think wow they're really, really going to kick on Last season, however, they were challenging for about the first half and then completely fell off the pace. 
and we're, we're all, took them the last day to to, to was basically did they not lose Callum Morrison halfway through the season? Did he not go yeah, back? Yeah, Callum to Morrison, but, but it wasn't it wasn't just Callum Morrison. Though there was the, the whole they just they just didn't look as good a team as they were. I, I, you don't want to pin it all on one player, so it's, we'll find out how good a manager Dave Mackay is. I think that. If they don't, if they don't go up this season, I think there might be uh, question marks there. But there's, I know there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the boardroom and all that with supporters just taking over. And on the lower league, great fight. They seem to be spending a lot of money. Some of the offers have been put in for players that I've heard, and you're just like, Did, whoa, they're competing. I don't know. I don't think the rumour was they made a twenty thousand pound bid for Shane yeah. Sutherland. Yeah. Oh, still an Albion. Yeah. They bet. They bet that. That's that's true. But they wanted more Albion. <laughs> but but. It's, they have been apparently chucking money about, so if they don't go up this year, it might be in a bit of trouble. So we need to, we need to have a good go at it. Who else? Do we'll, we'll go down to the bottom of the table. Who's, who's most likely to finish? <laughs> I can answer this one for you. It's Albion Rovers. <laughs> um, Albion Rovers. Uh, we played them. Stennis Muir played them in the, the League Cup and, and beat them four nil. I remember we said about Stennis Muir's limitations, but holy fuck, Albion Rovers are absolutely shocking. They're such a bad team. And, and I hate saying that because I, 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 I think you've got a wee soft spot for Albion Rovers I know Clifton Hill's a bit of a shit ground to go to and stuff like that but I think that there's massive money problems there they tried to keep a hold of Stuart Malcolm and Brian Kerr after they got relegated and they were told that the pair of them were told their budget and they immediately jumped ship and joined um, East Bride who comparatively haven't seen have a massive budget given some of the guys that they've brought in Alvin Rose went, then went for a... If we if we talked about John Robertson earlier being a left-field appointment, then this... Uh, John, John Brogan is... Fucking, uh, I don't even know. Is it, what, what's opposite of left-field? Right-field? He's, <laughs> he's yeah, just so far away. I mean, 20, he's, he's not been involved in, in league football for, for 22, 22 years. He's, he's junior football manager. And I don't... Not that I know that much about junior. I don't even think he was managing at a particular high level in juniors either. And I think that's reflected by the guys that he's brought in I mean other than um, I'm looking through the guys around other than Brian Wharton who was reasonably successful at Queen's Park one promotion with Queen's Park a couple of years back big solid defenders and Emmett practices MMA and a big lump of a boy um, he uh, the rest of the guys that they've signed are just you look through them it's like and the, the teams that they've come from are not like top junior teams they're all sort of like second and third tier players when Steny played them one of the things I always say about Albion Rovers is regardless of, of the, the era or who's manager or who's playing you're always going to get a bit of fight from them but there was none of that there was miles off it miles off it their goalkeeper looks about three or four stone overweight uh, apparently the, the money that they're paying players is, is absolute gubbins as well that's reflecting on who they've been able to sign and I think it's going to be a long 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 season for them long season for them ok we're well over time, so we're just going to have to run through the rest. How old times it one just now? We're over, already an hour. Right, okay. Uh, and an athletic. Mid-table. Just think they're always mid-table. No one likes going there, it's too far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, they'll be there again. Annan have, uh, have put, are trying to recreate Gary Locke's uh, midfield uh, from Wraith Rovers. Uh, that's, never a, that's never a good thing. So Rudy Scatchel signing for that. <laughs> <laughs> They've got uh, Chris Johnson and uh, he some fire <laughs> and Scott Roberts, who was arguably Gary Locke's two worst signings at Rangers. Was that the boy who did the swap deal for David Bates? Uh, he was part of that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Elgin City. 
Elgin are normally you normally expect Elgin to be challenging at the top end of the table. They seem to be falling away though. Their uh, recruitment probably they lost Riley, who we spoke about earlier. I don't see anybody that they've brought in that's at that. Lots of young guys, lots of I'm sure they, they looked alright. We played them in that league cup and made a comfortable in the end, but the first half looked alright. Like they, they seem to have an idea. They've got a shape and they want to play a certain way. And I, thought, I was actually pleasantly surprised with them. I think they'll do alright. I don't think they'll win the league, but I think they'll be mid table. I don't think they'll be anywhere near the, the relegation. Berwick Rangers no <laughs> sorry that's, that's a terrible thing but I know Berwick Rangers there's a they've just their chairman's been ousted Lenier's been ousted he's been there for a number of years um, I know there's a lot of money to play with there you know, that's kind of reflected on the, the guys that they've brought in a lot of guys from uh, East of Scotland League from like guys like they signed three guys from Musselburgh Athletic Ross Brown could be a good signing like like look him when he was at Airdrie a couple of years ago but Robbie Horn's got his work out for him there Ah yeah, I looked at Daryl Healy, who they signed from uh, Selkirk, and he was all excited about the fact that he signed from Berwick, and rightly so, uh, a young guy and excited to be to be in uh, league football. And with every passing Monday, he gets more and more miserable when I ask him, <laughs> how, "How'd you get on a Saturday?" Absolute pish. <laughs> he's not. Uh, he's got, I'm sure they got absolutely pumped in the uh, the, the cup uh, each and every week. Edinburgh City. We've already spoken about Edinburgh City. Craig. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you want to edit that bit out? No, that's fine. Like make yourself sound cool. Uh, Queen's Park. They've done their usual stuff where they've signed people from uh, Wishaw and Kilburnie and Johnson. And now, to be fair, if anybody can make that work, then it's Willie Gus McPherson because he's done it before. Mm. But, I mean, that's kind of impossible to know. Yeah, I think, I think the guy, certainly the guys you can talk about, the boys from league football, like Jordan Hart, I think he's doing a degree at Glasgow University. I think I read that in Pine Bovril. So he's just looking for somewhere close by where he can just train and concentrate on his study. So fair play to him. He's a good goalkeeper. I know he made a few mistakes at Air United last season, but I always quite quite liked uh, the look of him. Uh, and Smarter Sadler, who had never really kicked on after a really successful spell. I think when Annan, when he first sort of broke on, he went to Stranraer and went to Clyde and didn't do too, too, too hot. But... Who knows if he if he can he can recreate that form? You got a, a, a really really good mention for Josh Peters as well. He went there. Yeah, he was a good season. He was like the best player in the world in the first three four months. He was fantastic, and then his confidence just went like that went off a cliff. I think if he gets his if Gus can get his confidence up, he'll he'll bang goals for them. I think they'll be fine. I think you're right. I think Albion Rovers it could be under the drop, and I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be too too unhappy if that was the case. Sorry. I'm over fans. No, it's, it's, it's strange, though, though. I mean, having for, for the team had to have, to have they've probably comparatively to, to other lower league clubs, they'll they'll have made more money from those those games against Rangers uh, in, the, in the Scottish Cup. Of two games against Rangers, and I'm sure they played Celtic as well. That, that was that was that was televised, yeah. and and that, that's more money than the most league clubs make. So what happened to that money? I what think they it? had a season where they sold. Where you you could pay whatever uh, you wanted for season tickets. I, I think that cost them an absolute fortune. Ah, uh, that, that was that was an absolute disaster. Um, also, the raffle for the naming of the stadium didn't quite work out. You know. What happened there? Was that all been over? Uh, you might be right. But I can't remember what the scenario was. It was you had to pay. You had to pay so much money. It might even been something ridiculous, like a thousand pounds or something. And then your name would go into a raffle, and then you would become the, the sp- uh, either the shirt sponsor or the stadium sponsor. It was a stadium sponsor right. for that season. And that was the last you heard of it, with like the, the sheet telling you what to do. <laughs> Obviously everybody, every local business went, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, enough of this football pish. Before we finish, are there any trolls to be bodied, Craig? Yes. Uh, it's, uh, so, 
we're gonna we're gonna tread familiar ground here. I thought if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna come back after a couple of months off, you might as well start with the biggest and the baddest troll of them all. It's the zine, Scott zine. I don't know if you want to sit this one out, Danny. I don't know if you want to get associated. Himself. Uh, uh, so um, you don't know what Andy Muir had coming at you on Twitter. I know. I don't know if anyone's noticed. Relentless. Aye, oh, yes. yes you know, at least you're not a Rangers fan. I'm not affiliated with Rangers, so you'll. you'll see I don't even know what you're talking about. So I'm looking forward to just. <laughs> right, okay. We'll fill. We'll fill you in. We'll fill in. I've got. I've got a dossier. I can. Uh, I can pass in. <laughs> no, but I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the Andy Muirhead's own personal Twitter account and the Last Ditch Tackle Twitter account have been merged oh really to become last ditch tackle um, so all of those sort of the, the good stuff is is, 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 uh, is no longer there like um, making my notes I described it as like a, a megazord and the power rangers like coming together but instead of like a really cool dinosaur it's just really shit opinions <laughs> <laughs> that, that have all that have all come together and interestingly enough andymuirhead.co.uk no longer exists that website is, is no longer domain you go on to it's uh, like a, a square pa- squarespace holding page and it's a goddamn shame because some of the stuff that was on there, um, he'd written a review of a chip shop. <laughs> he'd written uh, five different cocktail recipes, five different ways to get the best out of gin. And he'd written this extraordinarily petty blog about his time working at Trespass and Nevis Sport. And it's, it's like me moaning to use about work. I mean, nobody really cares. I did read it. You know, you just <laughs> <laughs> Talking about like office politics and e-commerce and managing directors who had ideas above their station. That's not what I expected from the zine. It was incredible. Basically, Last Ditch Tackle is described as, um, as, a, as a, a Scottish football website with definitely a Celtic slant in it. So basically just stories about Rangers. Um, there's loads of stuff there about Dave King and, and, and Stephen Gerrard and all this sort of stuff. But basically it's just become it's the zine, but without the pretense of, of neutrality. Um, there's lots of stories, uh, like journalistic stories, presenting a journalistic style with quotes. Um, quotes have obviously been appropriated from elsewhere. Uh, and i just thinking, I went back and read his retirement post from 2016 and you know after he allowed online trolls to body him he's just come back as a, an even bigger troll uh, and I'm really sorry this is quite a, a sour way to, to finish off on his excellent podcast but, but there we go thank you very much no thank you Andy Muirhead thank you <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving right that's us thank you very much thanks very much to, to Danny for helping us out um, thank you to you guys as well, obviously. Both of you travel from outside Edinburgh, so I should no, my heart as well. Have you like to get? In, sorry, Paul. no. I'm just going to say it, it, it's good. I'd like to. I'd like to hope we can uh, bring Danny back in with us again. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's really good to get that sort of different perspective. Yeah. There's only stuff that, that we can talk about as fans. We're getting to hear ins and outs and all that stuff. It's, it adds that extra, 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 extra bit of stardust. Yeah, it was, it was good as well. You done, you done well because it was a. Uh, even though it's good to get a, a footballer on, you worry that it's going to be somebody who's going to just say all the kind of platitudes all the time, and everybody, everybody's a great guy and everybody's a great player and stuff. So as soon as like within the first five minutes or something, Dundee United, oh fucking bash! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, like when you say about Ross Perry playing at right back. Now, obviously, you're probably going to come up against him at, at some point after you've called him shy. Is he played? Is he is he right back? Now? He's been playing right back so far. I'm sure you're lovely, Ross. Can put you in the stand. <laughs> Right, if you like to get in touch with the show, you can do all the usual ways, Twitter, Facebook, etc. You can also find the website terracepodcast.net and you can send us an email and that is terracepodcast.gmail.com 
And if you'd like to listen to any more of us, Joel, who's been sitting patiently in the wings, is going to come in for a bit of a mailbag, uh, along with Craig and myself and Sean. And the way to listen to that is Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast, where for as little as $2 a month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only a Texas fowler there. You know? <laughs> New season, same old Tex. You can get hours and hours of Jack content. and Coke. I, I like Jack and Coke. Right, sorry, just that's what American people say when they talk about their favourite drinks. No, but they would like call it whiskey though. It's not. It's you know, sour mash. So. <laughs> like Granddad. <laughs> let's just round this up. Right, just goodbye. Up. Thank you. <laughs>